Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are sex Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? You guys want to go see a dead body? I know Kung Fu. Do it. Get away from her, you bitch! What's in the fucking box? Hold on to your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So, Parth, hello. We have a podcast. Nice to see you. Um, I'm wondering, on this fine Thursday morning, as of recording, uh, what have you been eating most recently? Yeah, we can't guarantee that it's Thursday when people are listening to this. In fact, we, we might as well actually guarantee that it'll be Sunday. Well, I guess, I don't know when someone's listening to it, but we will have uploaded it Sunday. Yeah, no, it, it's like going to church. That's why we um, release on Sundays. Um, the last thing I've eaten, I had uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup, and then I had a green machine naked smoothie, and um, I got this in the 10 minutes that I postponed our original planned start time of the pod because I could feel a headache slowly creeping on, and if I didn't throw food and money at the problem... And liquids, of course. Uh, it would have gotten worse. And this is a historical day for us, because have we ever done two recordings I in one day? Not, not in this order. Um, we have an interview with a guest that, I mean, it hasn't happened as a recording, but hopefully it's happening in an hour and a half um, with one of the one of our guests for our Halloween series, which we've done it once in the past, so I guess it's not too much of a spoiler uh, to say that that's happening. Um, yeah, but in October, podcasts, movie podcasts cover creepy movies. That's like the thing. And we're, we're a movie podcast now. We are indeed. Um, and uh, you'll find out who we're talking to soon enough but it's a recent release you can say that it's a recent release and i'd say this person played a very important role and we've yeah. never interviewed this exact yeah this is the first before this is the first of that role we're doing but anyways the point being um because of scheduling reasons trent and i have to record both a discussion and an interview in the same back day, to back which we have done but hmm. we did an interview and then when? a discussion. I don't remember which episode, but I, I know that we did an interview and then a discussion once. I know that... Oh, they... wait, maybe maybe it was an interview and then an intro, actually. See, I, I think that makes more discussion. sense. Because yeah. I, I, after an interview, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty disheveled. Spent, yeah. See, would you rather do interview than discussion or discussion than interview? Because I'd rather be stressed and then relaxed, but right now I'm relaxed, preparing to be stressed, and looking um, at the clock for our esteemed guest to join the call. I think I'd rather do a discussion than an interview, because... Not, knock the rust it means, off? Well, 
the thing is like i'm gonna be so stressed i get like so tired after an interview that i kind of don't want to talk to anybody for a while um i don't know if stress is the right word but like i'm at like a high operating level and then it's once there's it's like a crash afterwards and so i prefer doing a discussion because it's like all right we're doing whatever and then it's like oh fuck we got a fucking interview and yeah. to put things in reference on how not in the mood to chat Parth and I are after we chat for so long, it's that, like, I'd say at best case scenario, we'll, you'll text me, like, an hour after we stop an interview, and you'll be like, that that went well. And or you'll say, um, that person talked too much or too little, but we need, like, an hour. We leave the call immediately. We don't want to see each other. And then we'll just... Uh, yeah, I'll get like one text about whether or not the the episode went well. Yeah, but Trent, do you want to know what I've been eating? I I suppose yeah, sure. Um, I'm eating one of these Kirkland soft and chewy. Um, mm, visual reference and everything. Granola bar. Yeah, I sh- uh, the read the listeners can't see, but the, the um, I just showed. Okay. Uh, the pack. I, the I just showed. I just showed Trent. But but um, can I the see bar. the granola bar inside? Because I only saw the outside. Oh, but can you like break Here's it open ASMR so I can for the people? I yeah, break um, it open so I can like see the cross section. Mmm. So it seems like there's nuts and chocolate. Yeah. Like every right. good granola Some bar. Some ASMR for you guys. It's crazy <laughs> the fine line in between a granola bar and a chocolate bar. You know. Agreed. Where the rubber meets the road. Ah, what a lovely little snack. Oh, I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling like I want to start a discussion. Yeah, and speaking of that, how about we just go ahead and start the discussion? Cue the interview. Nope. You said cue the interview. Cue the intro. There you go. Interviews on the mind, eh? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, Trent, there's someone there. Trent. Trent, there's a really big fork, I think, near you. Um, Wait, now, now look. Now I'm in jail. So for the people at home, I had a plastic fork on my desk, and first I was moving it horizontally very close to the webcam, and it kind of looked like a fin, like barely. But then... I put it uh, vertically, and it looks like I'm in jail. Um. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film, and hopefully you have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. For this week, and last week, and for the next two weeks, uh, that's not what we're doing. It's anything but. No. Um... Last week, my mom was on the show, which is when you know that things are getting sporadic and weird. Post-episode 100, anything can happen. Um, That's true. Like, my deceased grandparents might come on 
that the, we're gonna get a Ouija board and summon them from beyond the grave for oh dude Harmoth 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 Trent's, Trent's dead, dead grandparents. grandparents um but it's jaw summer it's baby jaw uh, summer it's baby the new shark new problems Chief Brody must save wait same Brody oh wait yeah yeah um new shark new problem same Brody must save his family that was awesome that's great um and what's what's your what how, how would you say the internet would 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 rephrase that i think the internet would say police chief brody must protect the citizens of amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waters now parth before we get too far do you think what do you think is the relationship between the shark from jaws one and the shark from jaws two isn't there a thing that like people think that it's the sun? Or am I, I crazy? I, no, I think that's the natural uh, instinct. I mean, it's another ridiculously big shark. Another another big great white shark, so it's the same kind. Um, but this one's burned. And so mm. maybe that's a different type of shark entirely. Mm. And, but Let's I'm see. sure as we continue to go through the franchise, I'm not sure if they'll ever, if the characters will ever theorize, like, why do big sharks keep coming here? Yeah. Um, what are they doing in, wrong? You have to in wonder. Jaws. In Jaws four, uh, never seen the film, but all I know is that the shark follows. Michael Caine. Yeah, Sorry. Wait. Oh, it is Michael Caine. I was unsure if he was in three D or four or He's the Revenge. In four. But uh, the shark from follows Chief Brody's wife from Massachusetts, where there's cold water, to the Bahamas, where there's warm water, where sharks don't go, and then he attacks a banana boat there. That's excellent. And, yeah. Um, but in the meantime, do you want to know the budget and box office? I'd love to. So the budget was $30 million, which apparently is three times as much as the original. And um, I read in some trivia section that said that the production was costing them $80,000 a day. I saw that, yeah. And that they just didn't tell the studio what the final budget was going to be because they would say no. But $30 million is like adorable in current money. Yeah, although I'm sure with inflation, that's quite a bit more. I'm sure. And the box office is $208 million, which I would, I would imagine is lower that's than the original. That's about half what the original made. But they said that this was the highest grossing sequel until a year later when it was replaced by Rocky Two. But what I kind of don't understand is like, oh no, maybe I do understand it. Because I was going to say, how do you go see Jaws in the theater and then you don't see Jaws 2 in the theater three years later? Because imagine the anticipation. But my mom, someone who saw it 15 times, never went and saw Jaws 2. She's never seen it in her life. And she's never seen any of the sequels, right? No, no. But I, I was going to say, just like, I, 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 I'm sure it's like Top Gun, where a lot of the b- box office was from returning people. Because my yeah. mom saw it 15 times. Imagine what other people did. And that was also when movies kind of played in theaters longer and weren't released, uh, you know, on Blu-ray or digital early. Um, but yeah. I guess also Jaws is, like, different from, like, a Star Wars or something where with Star Wars you could see what a sequel could be or that there could be a sequel, whereas with Jaws it feels like kind of like an isolated incident of like how many times can a shark possibly attack an island and it seems it can happen four times and do you want to just jump right yeah, in? yeah i guess i'll just jump right in 
So Universal wanted a sequel to Jaws early onto the success of the original film. And in October 1975, Steven Spielberg told the San Francisco Film Festival that, quote, making a sequel to anything is just a keep cheap carny trick, which you made The Lost World. Uh, yeah, I mean, it and seems like three um, Indiana Jones sequels. So, yeah, both of those things are true. It seems like Jaws 2 was a contract thing and Roy Scheider was brought back into this for maybe for contract reasons also we'll get into but, that yeah um but he said that he didn't even respond to producers when they asked him to direct jaws 2 because him he and claimed... dreyfus were busy with close encounters yeah but yeah i mean we'll, not... we'll get we'll get into that but that that kind of happens later yeah um so he claims that the planned plot was to involve the sons of quentin brody hunting a new shark which sounds dumb but, like, if they didn't get Roy Scheider, I can't imagine what else they would do. If they have none of the original cast, they have to do even more of a time jump than I guess they already did. And now Quinn Or just, sons. like, just do different characters, I guess. And Yes, the only... because there are, sh- cause there are sharks all over the place, but it's weird yeah. to have big sharks keep attacking our same cast, cast and crew. So despite Spielberg rejecting uh, directing the film, the studio went ahead with plans to make the sequel. And this led an arduous 18-month pre-production process. So Howard Sackler, who was an uncredited writer on the first film, was hired to write the first draft of the sequel. And he originally proposed a prequel based on the sinking of the USS Indianapolis, the story relayed by Quint in the first film. Universal president Sidney Scheinberg thought the idea was interesting, but ultimately rejected it. So that's what, uh, was that what you were going to say? Yep. I mean, uh, I, I think that makes for a different movie, like, obviously. Um, so on Sackler's recommendation, the theater director, John D. Hancock, was chosen to helm the movie. Uh, Roy Scheider reluctantly agreed to uh, return for the sequel as he had just dropped out of the Deer Hunter two weeks before it was planned to start shooting. He also had a three-picture deal with Universal, and they agreed to let him out of that if he agreed to star in Jaws 2. Do movie stars still have like three pictured deals or or beyond with company so, with studios? So far these as days? I understand, no, not really. Yeah, that sounds like, than, a re- like that sounds like a relic of like the nineteen twenties. Like uh, directors do, um, mm. because they set up shop at certain studios and stuff. But uh, from my understanding, it's like Tom Cruise isn't really, you know, he's not attached to a studio. Um, Although Marvel kind of attaches actors to characters. So I don't know how different that is um, because that's not like any random film. They're kind of attached to play a specific character. So I wonder if that's different. um, But Tom Cruise is like a shark. Like he has to keep swimming. And if he rests, like he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Hancock started filming in June 1977. But after a month of filming, Universal disliked the dark and subtle tone he was going for and fired hancock as they wanted a more bright and uh, adventurous film production was shut down for a few weeks and spielberg considered coming back to direct the sequel but was tied up directing close encounters of the third kind which is also why richard dreyfus uh doesn't appear in this film and he didn't want to do it if steven spielberg wasn't directing have you like ever seen like an interview or something with richard dreyfus it doesn't he have a persona of like being really mean? He's interesting. 
he, he, only because Stand By Me is one of my favorite movies, but I heard him say in an interview that he said, if you told me I did the voiceover in Stand By Me, I'd say, yeah, I remember that. If you told me I appeared in the film, I'd say, I don't think that's correct. But he appears in the film for several scenes. Interesting. Yeah, truly. Um, wow, that was such a Jackson thing for you to say. Anyways. Just like truly, he always says that. Anyways, so ultimately director Jeannot Swark was hired to direct. I don't know if that's how you say his name. I apologize. Uh, writer, writer Carl Gottlieb rewrote the script and added the character of Deputy Hendricks, who was missing from the script originally. Um, the that's, shark what the, bil- that's, that's what the script was missing. Deputy, yeah. Deputy Hendricks. Yeah. That was, that, that's the cherry on top. So the sharks built for Jaws 2 were known as Bruce 2, but on set were referred to as Fidel and Harold. Um, Sizwark? I don't know how to say his name. That's just a bunch of letters at the end of the alphabet thrown together. There's one vowel and a lot of consonants. Um, (laughs) Felt that they should... Anyways, he felt that they should show the shark as much as possible because the dramatic reveal of the shark in the first film could never be replicated, which, like, I get... But that's an interesting. It, it, I don't know. I mean, we'll get to this, and yeah, and I read the same thing you did about how the first shark had the hand, uh, the um, Alfred Hitchcock quality of like postponing the monster, but within the first like sixty seconds of the movie, you see the shark, and you're like, okay, we're abandoning what worked best for the last film, and like I understand yeah. him saying that it did it so well that I now have to sidestep that. But it, it took so much from the original movie, and it's like, why not take one of one one of the best lessons we learned? I also think that, like, while I understand it's like, well, we have to go in a different direction, there's still ways to tastefully not show the shark in a way that's different from the first film. Anyways, uh, so the filmmakers gave the new shark a more menacing look by scarring it in the early boat explosion. Um, like the first film, shooting on water proved challenging. Scheider said they were, quote, always contending with tides, surf, and winds, jellyfish, sharks, water spouts, and hurricane warnings. After spending hours anchoring the sailboats, the wind would change as they were ready to shoot, blowing the sails in the wrong direction. Saltwater's corrosive effect damaged some equipment, including the metal parts in the sharks. The film was shot at Martha's Vineyard, as well as Navarre Beach, Florida. The shoot was contentious, with Roy Scheider constantly fighting with the director, but Scheider was paid four times the amount he was paid for the first film, along with points um, on the on the sequel. Uh, I also read that Scheider had like written or said in an interview like very unfavorably about the director, saying that he was like intentionally screwing over the movie and that he wouldn't ever listen to Scheider's concerns, and then the director wrote a letter back saying you're being ridiculous fuck you essentially in a nice way anyways uh john williams returned to score the film and the film was released june 2nd 1978 and opened to mixed reviews the film was nonetheless financially successful though not as successful as the first film oh parth you want some fun facts so on the Brody's front porch is a flower planter painted bright yellow, and it is one of the barrels from the first Jaws. Um, how did they get the barrels from the first film? 
I have no idea. I don't mean the production. I mean within the di- within the, the j- digest within of the, the film. W- yes, and would he want such a painful reminder? Um, I for the first like hour of the film, I was sh- they kept talking like, "Oh, is it a shark?" And I just wanted for Chief Brody to be like, "Guys, I just did this. It's a, it. Trust me, it's a shark." But we kind of got that moment where he's like, I will not go through this hell again. Martin, this is kind of an official meeting. Good, good. I'm glad you're all here. I've got something to show you. Look at this. Fogarty just developed it. Came out of that camera from the missing divers. Seaweed? I don't know. What is it? It's underwater, isn't it? That's why it's so dark. There's nothing I can see. What are you talking about? Look at this. That's a shark. Look at the outline. Look at the mouth, the eyes. Is that what it is? Sorry, I just don't see it. Neither do I. It's nothing. Martin, it could be anything. Wait a minute. Are you people telling me I don't know what a shark looks like? Brody, this is nothing. Seaweed, mud, something in the lens. Lens my ass. You're damn right it's your ass. Now, uh, be reasonable. Please. Reasonable what? With him? God damn it, will you listen to the man? Will you just listen to him? Be reasonable. Look, Brody, you started a panic on a public beach. You shot up the damn place. God knows who you could have injured. Now, what if somebody decides to sue us? Did you ever stop to think about that? It could ruin us. You don't have to worry about being sued or being ruined. If this turns out to be what I think it is, because there won't be anybody here. Yeah, now, Martin, let's not, uh... Let's not what, Larry? What? Oh, Jesus, Larry, huh? Come on, let's just forget it. He won't listen. It's obvious the man has made up his mind. You bet your life I've made up my mind. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling everybody at this table, that that's a shark. And I know what a shark looks like, because I've seen one up close. And you better do something about this one, because I don't intend to go through that hell again. Yes. But, um... I like that. So many scenes had to be shot in the fall and winter months, and as such, the actors had to suck ice cubes prior to takes to avoid having their breath seen on camera. Um, The first Hollywood sequel to actually use the number two in its title, as opposed to Roman numerals, as we uh, alluded to earlier. Isn't that crazy? So many years of movies, and no one thought to slap the number two on the second one. Yeah. Um, okay, so the film was originally going to be rated R if the body count wasn't decreased. I wonder how many more people, I mean, as we talked about in the last episode, five people die in the first one, and it's rated PG. How many people do you think die yeah. in this one? I, I have no idea. I, I, some... I guarantee it's less than ten. Yeah, definitely. And, like, compare um, that to, well, I guess now we have PG-13. Never mind. We could watch one of the stupid kill count videos if they weren't so painful. Mm. To uh, you know, you know those. The um, only ones with those I like are for the John Wick movies. Yeah, or there's another type of those video where it like says like how much damage like the Avengers do when they. Oh, try to I I like York. those. Those are funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, you <laughs> wait. This is off topic, but I saw the funniest video last night. But like it's this movie is going related. Good. It's movie related. It's movie related. So it's the Joker. It's the scene in Joker where Joaquin Phoenix kills Murray Franklin, and it was re. The sound was redone, and Goofy's voice was installed for the Joker, and Winnie the Pooh's voice for Murray Franklin. And maybe we can put the link in the show notes because well, what a Trent, trip. you're editing this episode, so knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> it's the police, ma'am. 
Your son's been hit by a drunk driver. He's dead. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You can't joke about that, Yeah, that's goof. not funny, Goofy. That's not the kind of humor we do on this show. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it's been a rough few weeks, Winnie. <laughs> Ever since I... Killed those three Wall Street guys. Hmm. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. There is no punchline. It's not a joke. Hmm. You're serious, aren't you? You're telling us you killed those three men on the subway? Mm-hmm. And why should we believe you? Got nothing left to lose. Nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs> My life is nothing but a comedy. Let me get this straight. You think killing those guys is funny? I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Comedy is subjective, Winnie. Isn't that what they say? All of you... The system that knows so much, you decide what's right or wrong. The same way you decide what's funny or not. Get him off! Okay, I think, think, think I might understand that you did this to start a movement to become a symbol. Come on, Winnie. Do I look like the kind of goof that could start a movement? I killed those guys because they were awful. Everybody is awful these days. It's enough to make anyone crazy. Okay, so that's it. You're crazy? That's your defense for killing three young men? No. They couldn't carry a tune to save their lives. Get off the stage! Gorge, why is everybody so upset about these guys? If it was me dying on the sidewalk, you'd walk right over me. I pass you every day and you don't notice me, but these guys, what, because Thomas Wayne went and cried about them on TV? You have a problem with Thomas Wayne, too. Yes, I do. Have you seen what it's like out there, Winnie? Do you ever actually leave the studio? Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we won't werewolf and go wild. You finished? I mean, there's so much self-pity, Goofy. You sound like you're making excuses for killing those young men. Not everybody, and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. You're awful, Winnie. Me? I'm awful? How am I awful? Playing my video. Inviting me on the show. You just wanted to make fun of me. You're just like the rest of them. You don't know the first thing about me, pal. Look at what happened because of what you did. What it led to. There were riots out there. Two policemen are in critical condition and you're laughing. You're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. 
How about another joke when I... I think we've had enough of your jokes. What do you get? I don't think well, so. you cross I think a mentally ill owner with a That's society it. that abandons him and treats him like riot. I'll tell you what you get. You get what you can deserve. Insert, we, we can just insert a clip. Yeah, YouTube yeah. MP3 is magical. Okay, so um, this is the only Jaws movie which does not begin with the shark's POV. Um, like the other three movies, though, this film still begins underwater, and it's like the scuba scene. Um, Mark Gilpin, who played Sean Brody, claims that they were shooting one of the scenes on a makeshift raft, raft uh, of wrecked yachts. I what I think they mean the wrecked sailboats because those aren't yachts. Um, they were being circled by a real hammerhead shark, and the actors were scared and began to scream and holler at the production crew, which was filming that particular scene from a distance. And the crew was oblivious to the danger and assumed the actors were simply in character and gave them a thumbs up. I feel That's like why you need a safe word while on production. Yeah, I feel like that exact fun f- a version of that fun fact of like. We were preparing for this scene, and then in which our characters are in danger, and then real danger arose, and then they didn't, and then the production crew didn't know. I feel like yeah. that comes up. I don't know if that's just Hollywood legend or if that's just like the irony of working on movies. I have another aside that's a little off topic, but um, it part it's Jaws too. There's l- there's let's not get there's not much to talk about. Um, yeah, I can't wait for Jaws 3D um, and Jaws: The Revenge, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if the listeners know this, but I'm kind of a celebrity now. I do research for friend of the show, Eye of the Duck, um, and I don't want to spoil any of the production history of their movie, but for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, um, mm. Tom Cruise had a um, stunt where he hangs off the side of an airplane, and um, they were trying to figure out, like, how are we going to figure out if he's actually like in, in danger. danger like what yeah and tom cruise was on the side of the airplane the plane was starting and chris mccory came to the side and was really loud and was like what do i do and tom cruise said if i'm if i look like i'm scared i'm acting don't cut and did the stunt eight times anyways if I just... if i if i look like i'm scared it's because he's not scared yeah he's saying like whatever you do do not cut the movie do not cut the uh, camera. They just they just need to like he should just say pineapple or something like you know. But he's he didn't want it because he was like we we need to keep shooting no matter what. Well, he's he an did, insane person. He but... did it eight times. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. want to continue? Sure. Um, the movie's tagline, a quote, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, uh, has become one of the most famous and popular taglines in motion picture history. Is that true? To- I've never heard that. I've heard that, and I feel like that f- phrasing is... I Like, I don't know if it, like... I don't know if it can claim that, because... I don't, like, wait, what's, I, the, what's the like, f- catchphrase or the, the line for Jaws 1? Oh, it's you'll never go in the water again. That's pretty like, awesome. I feel like that that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, so the name of the small rocky island and... An electrical relay station within the film was called Cable Junction, and this was actually a set that caused 
Numerous problems during filming. The island was made from plastic and fiberglass materials and was set on two barges. The surface of it was so slippery and difficult to traverse, and actors couldn't even grab hold of it. This resulted in numerous retakes having to be shot with actors slipping and falling off constantly. Uh, due to it not being anchored properly, it once drifted away into the ocean, and the production had to go and tug it back in. Wow. I think it's one-star one review time. Don't you agree? Yes. There are uh, there are four of them, so we both get two today. Wow. Yeah. Which ones would wait. you like? There's only three here. Oh, wait. Nope. No, never mind. Um, so, okay, so I added, um, three of these, but the first one is from James Pascarella, which says language and then says no need for profanity. And when I put this in, I was like, is Amazon fucking up the reviews? Cause I'm pretty sure something like this we did for our Jaws 1 discussion. And I looked back and no, James Pascarella did a different separate interview or separate review for Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, both of them calling out the profanity in the film. Is he just copy and pasting no need for no. profanity? No, it's a different line. It's like the profanity was excessive or something like It's like something like that. So he's individually it's typing a, these it, reviews it's even cre- It's even creepier that it's not like a robot James Pascarella going around typing the same thing. It means there's someone who's well, There's really thought upset. behind those eyes, you know? Do, do, you know, do you know the video on youtube and it's the little king he's like no more cuss words you know i love that, that video yeah all right yeah no that that will now be it's edited. violent and dangerous <laughs> no more saying cuss words it is not good i'm putting a video on youtube about no more saying cuss words No more saying cuss words, guys. It's inappropriate and violent. If you say a cuss word, then you're like going to jail, and you're like when you go to jail. If when you go to jail, if you say if you say a cuss word, you go to jail. And when you go to jail, if you said a cuss word, then you're only gonna eat. Broccoli and other vegetables for your whole life. You don't want to eat vegetables. Sometimes people like eating sweets, but I eat broccoli. So I'm okay with broccoli, but I do not want to go to jail. You cannot go to jail. And saying cuss words is illegal. They are now going to make a law about that. It is illegal. It is inappropriate. It is really violent. I better warn my school about that. <laughs> Wait, what if that's James Pascarella? <laughs> if he's that kid? Oh, that, that would make sense. All grown up. Okay, so the next one is by Joseph Blackwell, which, I don't know. That sounds like a, a faker name, but maybe his thoughts are more genuine. And says, watch what you're doing. Huh. Watch what you're doing. Make a mistake. You're screwed. But is there's no about... punctuation or anything. Is that is he talking about the characters in the film? Or No, he I mean read the rest of the review. Oh. It says I did not buy or rent it. Something screwed up. I didn't watch it. And then there's a comma at the end of the sentence where a period should be. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. 
Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, so I, I assume that his title is in reference to that people should watch whether they're renting the film or not, I guess. How do you... How is this happening I never so understand. Much? I don't understand how people accidentally rent movies so much. I've never once accidentally rented something. The only situation in which I think that that's allowed is if you have a child and yes. they, like, you know... Otherwise, Be- because like, otherwise you're probably you have to, like, stupid. You have to like search up the movie and hit like several like big prominent buttons that take you to a later stage. Amazon probably makes it easy because they have like one push buying or they have your credit card information saved or whatever. But still, you have to hit like a bunch of big blue buttons in a row. I don't know. And first, you have to search up Jaws two, which is your initial problem. All right. So this is from Paladin. And it says, root for the shark to devour the teenies. Jesus. No Dreyfus, no Shaw, no Sale. That, Which... should, be the t- that should be the tagline. <laughs> that, that, should, that, that would be one of the most famous motion picture taglines. Is this like, Ala- his, it's like his name's Aladdin, but but he's our pal, so he's Paladin. No. Yeah. All right, so this last one is by Marilyn Nissen. And it's titled One Star, and it said, got Blu-ray? Instead, yuck. What does that mean? I'm not sure if it means, like, I got the Blu-ray to, like, maybe bring up the quality of this film, but it turned out to be bad even in high def, or if something was wrong with the Blu-ray. Also, Blu-ray is spelt B-L-U-E space ray, so she doesn't know how Blu-ray is spelled. No, but, and I don't think she knows how yuck is spelt because she spelt it with a K and Y U K and no C. Yeah, maybe she's like yuck yuck yuck, like she's like laughing, you know. Yuck yuck yuck. Oh, like goofy. Oh yo. Oh yeah, yeah. This wow, it really weird. all ties back together. Um, I feel like so we're we're in the what's working and what's not working section now. Yes, we we are we are. Um, I feel like these Jaws discussions are going to become more unhinged. Oh, um, it, it, it's going to be an exponential uh, decline. And, I mean, I move in back to college on Monday. And so that means that for, again, we're hyping this up. Jaws the Revenge. We're going to be drinking. Yes. Um, how much? But, how, but, however much the movie causes us to drink. What? what, what it's not what the listeners deserve, but it is what they need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Parth, it's senior beer for you. This is the only way we can start it out. Yeah. Um, I think I do. You think that we should establish like a drinking game for the movie, and it's like we watch the movie and get drunk while watching it, and then we, uh, and and, and then we record in the aftermath of that. Or that we have a drinking game on the pod where, like, every time we mention something or every section I, I'm we, we take should, a drink. I think we should pregame a little bit. I don't think mm-hmm. we should see the movie right... Or maybe we should see the movie right before. I'm not sure. But, well, we should do something drink before, and then we should have... You know how, like, um, some podcasts will have, like, a bingo card of things that they always say? Mm. I feel like we should make one of those, and if we land on one, then we have to take a shot or, like, take a sip of whatever we have, you know? Sure. All right, so Jaws 2. Um, Jaws 2. The sequel to One of the greatest films ever. Yeah, Yeah. I I wasn't last week the first 
like three uh, way the, ten out of ten. I don't yeah. even know if the the two of us have ever ag- agreed on a ten out of ten, or maybe uh, no, the Dark, the Dark Knight? Knight. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did we have some? No, it was just you and me for the Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Um, what's working? Well, I texted Trent like half an hour into the movie, and I was like, "This isn't terrible," which I don't mm-hmm. think it's terrible. Um, and Trent was like, "I haven't started the movie yet." Um, yeah, here j- just because I-, I like it when we read our text verbatim. Uh, you asked if we could record at the time that we're currently recording, and I said, "I suppose that works." And then you s- liked the message, and then you said, "Great." And then you said, "Jaws two isn't terrible," and I said, "Bow to watch." And then you said, it's not like crazy great or something, but it's perfectly fine. And then you said, I can't wait for the Michael Caine one. And then I said, all the new characters in this film are, and I accidentally typed in the likable, and then I asterisked and I said unlikable. And then you said, at first I thought you were saying likable, and I was gobsmacked. And then I, and then I, and then I went to bed. Um, because where to begin, but these teen characters aren't likable. No. I mean, none of the... I guess the biggest problem with the movie is you spend most of the movie with these new characters, and I don't care for any of them. They're all annoying to me. Can I make a complaint, or I don't even know if I'm in the right to complain yet, but let me just say some words, and you let me know if I'm wrong or not. This will be... Go ahead. Trent's confused, Parth explains. Although, I don't think I can... I'm be, of much help here. Uh, be, but, be an expert witness. Yeah. Okay. So the the first film is in 1975, and then three years pass, and now it's 1978. In real, are world you going to ask about his son? I'm going to ask about his sons being way I don't, older. I don't understand it either. I was wondering that too, and I was like, "Am I stupid? Did I miss something?" And I don't think I did. I think the and, movie just is stupid. And there's not like a title card that's like ten years later. Because it's not, because all the adult characters are exactly the same and in the exact same positions that they're in. And I think the chief said, he was like, oh, after four, I get, after he gets fired from his job, he's like, oh, after four summers at, at this place. Or at some point in Jaws 2, someone says something, this is your fourth summer. And so they're like, they're not even acknowledged, they're not even just like skipping over the time jump. They're only they're mentioning the, it. They're mentioning yeah. it, but the son is seventeen now, and he definitely wasn't fourteen in the last one, which is how old he would need to be to be this old now. I that was like the first question that jumped out at me, and I was like, "Did I miss a son in the original Jaws? Like, was there another character that I just completely forgot was in it?" And I don't think there is. I think the movie is just stupid, and I wonder if because the movie was in such a like fucked production schedule like that was something that slipped by or if they were like we want the story to have like the younger son and the older sibling and so fuck it i think it was definitely motivated by that and they were just hoping we wouldn't notice or that we wouldn't care but like that's so stupid like that's so dumb and actually it would make i think it'd be more interesting if there was a bigger time gap like if there was like because i think I guess to move a little bit into what's working for me, the thing that I do like about this movie is I enjoy having Brody's, like, I guess PTSD from the Mm. first film. I think that him kind of going crazy in this movie is an interesting 
thing. And I think Roy Scheider brings a lot to the role. And I think that that would have been better served by more time between films, because that would mean that, you know, there's more, it would be more ridiculous for him to be going so crazy about sharks. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there, there would be like, Oh, like, why are you getting so stressed out? This is just one crazy thing that happened 10 years ago. And that would make more sense for everybody to be like, stop being so crazy. But if this just happened, I feel like he it's has difficult every for reason. me to believe. Well, yeah. and, and he has every reason to be afraid. And the like, I know that the mayor was an asshole in the first one. But for them and the entire city council to be like, you serious? There's a shark? Not, what? Right? It, like, uh, it uh, just uh, happened. Yeah. They, no, they like, just but, contracted these three men to go... You know, and like, I don't know if I don't know if you saw, but Martin Brody won Man of the Year on Amity Island in 1975, and so he's getting recognition. And the opening scene, they're like, th- "Can you hear those church bells?" Yeah, maybe just wait for a second. It's like the scene in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> <gasps> wait, I'm Eddie Brock. Par- Parker? Parker? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, do, we don't talk enough about how Eddie Brock please, gets so mad. He gets so mad that Peter Parker s- stole his girlfriend that he goes to God and asks for him to kill Peter Parker. Hey, hey, and he got him fired for something that he did wrong. And, eh, I forgot about that. Anyways. Oh, you want to know the... I, I had like seen this movie in like bits and pieces on TV throughout the years. And the only thing that shocked me, or that I like didn't remember at all, was the scene where he's up on the shark tower, and then he like sees what he thinks is a mm. shark, and then he rings the bell, and then he runs down with the gun, and everyone's screaming, and then he shoots a bunch of times. I was like, I love seeing him go crazy, like you mentioned. Yeah, I agree. And, and it seems like him going crazy off, uh, like, uh, like as an actor also may have motivated that. Or not motivated it, but maybe he channeled some of that. Uh, Definitely. Because, b- because he, he looks like he's losing his mind. The movie is at its best when it's with him. And I don't know... I mean, I, I give credit to Roy Scheider, but I think it's genuinely good when it's with him. And then it's... But it spends all this time with these kids that are so fucking annoying... Well, like, and it's it, it, yes, it's that, but also like, what's so great about the third act from the beginning is like you're stuck on the boat with them, and like there's no one to cut away to. But now you're cutting away between Roy Scheider and his police boat, and you're cutting between his wife on land and the teens who are just on another boat, and so you can f- crossfade all you want, but like just you're losing the the uh the claustrophobia the isolation like, yeah 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 and and i think that i don't know i just think that it doesn't really add up to anything all that interesting because i it brings up all the interesting scenes are him dealing with his uh trauma from the first movie and then i don't really know what this movie says about like he solves the problem again you know like i feel like the better like, I feel like in some way you needed more of a resolution between him and his family because it's clearly showing that, like, this is... Re- like, it shows that it causes a rift in the first film, but this really is causing a rift in this film. It's causing a rift as in his children 
are sneaking out to go sailing and he won't yeah, let and, them and, sail. And there's, I think, more scenes of his wife being like, stop. Did you know that Lorraine Gray, uh, who plays Ellen Brody, is just the real world life of like some producer? And like some producer involved in the film and he was just like, hey, throw my wife in the movie. And it's so funny that she is like the through line of the Jaws franchise. Is she really? I mean, she's not in Jaws 3D. The Jaws 3D, I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure it stars the Brody kids working or I think it's just Michael working at SeaWorld or some SeaWorld equivalent. And then the fourth one is her in the Bahamas. Wow. But with with the sharks it's personal they have a vendetta against the brody clan even after roy scheider's contract is up they do indeed i mean i think she's a good actress like like or good for what's necessary for the film no i know i i like her too that's the funny thing um I mentioned we need in... more like normal look. I mean, maybe this is like mean, but like we need more normal looking people in movies, like people or, with like not just perfect like, faces, just like women over the age of forty five, like playing well women over I the mean, age of forty five. Is she forty five in this? No, no. I'm just saying, like that is. Uh, Trent, has anyone ever told you you're a feminist king? No, th- this is the first time. Well, I'm not uh, calling but, you one either. I was just wondering. Oh, but both in Jaws and Jurassic World uh, Dominion, uh, it seems like uh, Steven Spielberg is putting middle-aged people in a position to have really, really sexy romances on screen. Um, I don't know. I just Is there much to even say about this movie? Like, it's... Um, like this might sound stupid, but, like, every time I see the shark, or, like, the shark fin, and also, I, I don't think you said this in the, in the production history, but it doesn't have a tail fin. Oh, yes. Yes. I had put uh, that in the production. Well, in, like, it has a fun fact, ha- but then I took it out. I think it has a tail fin in the first one, but for whatever reason, this shark robot has no tail fin. And whenever I see its dorsal fin pop out, I think, this looks like the ride at Universal Studios. And it's like not. Um, it's like I'm not watching a movie. It's like I'm riding a bad ride. Um, and just yeah. the way the way that the shark rises, it like erects its body out of the water, like so gradually in such an unnatural way. And I'm like, you're showing too much of the shark that it's clear it's a robot. And like, I know it's a robot, but I'd like to suspend my disbelief, and you're not letting me. Yeah, I will say there is the one kill that i quite enjoyed is when the two the couple the guy's gonna lay down the blanket Mm. and then um he gets knocked out of the boat i really liked it when he gets stuck onto the shark and it goes zooming towards the boat and he hits it what's supposed to be happening there is he standing on the nose of the shark i have no idea because he's not actively being bitten he it's like he's riding it like a bull (laughs) <laughs> like i thought like oh like as he was going through i was like oh my god is the shark like hurling him to like kill him with impact and then he hangs on to the boat and then it takes him down again and i was like this is cool so i like that but other than that there's no like and i guess the the explosion and the end not explosion but he gets like fucked Part, the, mo- the most famous last line to a movie Say ah! Uh! Watch out! Ah! Okay, 
isn't, is, isn't that, there are so many moments in this movie where they're like, okay, we need to take something that, I mean, it didn't have time to become like classic yet, but we need to take the most famous lines from the first one and just like rephrase it a little. And they took yeah. smile, you son of a bitch. And they thought, say, ah, it's, it's like that, uh, copy my homework, but don't make it like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But don't, don't make it obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, when the woman is getting attacked, like, after the water ski, like, right before she explodes, she grabs the kerosene thing, she's like, "Ah, ah," and then she covers herself entirely with gasoline, and then she's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot the shark with a flare gun, and then it's very obvious what happens next. But I I really think they did that because they're like, we can't just have the shark look like another big shark. How do we make it look different somehow? And they're like, burn it early in the film for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it seems like, from what I understand, this is the best of the Jaws sequels. Um... I saw a lot of people defending it, saying that it has um, too bad of a reputation for being as uh, above average as it is. Like, I don't think impre- it's like terrible. I mean, I think that like it, there's no at the very least there's no point of it that looks cheap. Um, like it doesn't look like shitty, and uh, I I believe that it. One of the things that I pointed out in our Jaws discussion was that because they shot on the water, it looks like it still looks good, and I still feel that way about this film. So I guess that's something to commend. In the trivia, it said that, do you know, there's like a shot where it's like actually like, it's like above the shark, but you're seeing the shark like above the water. Like, yes, I know what you mean. uh, So it said for those shots that the cameraman put like a saddle on the back of the robot shark and like rode Mm. it like a horse. But Uh, that was, it's it's like the shot in the, it's like the shot in the Batman. Like stuff like that I thought was really interesting. But um, what what I just one thought I had during the film is like, you never really see the shark's POV in an interesting way where you're like seeing legs swimming or like you're never like below. I don't know. Mm. And you keep seeing aerial shots of like the sailboats from above, and it's like playing suspenseful music, like that. Like I was going to say, also the score is not as good. I'm sorry to say, Mr. Williams, but it feels like you phoned this one in a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't blame him. Wanna know the best part about Jaws two? Let's hear it. The poster. The poster is good. And, and I'll, I just looked up the poster to Jaws three D. That one is e- like maybe even cooler. And then the Jaws the Revenge and, poster is sadly and, not cool. And if you're listening on Spotify, it's our cover art for the episode. So. Yeah. Um, Trent, but, do you think it's time we start entering the ratings gauntlet? Uh, I I yeah I I guess I I guess so, Jaws two, weird movie, like like a a movie that I think starts out okay, in the middle is really boring for me. I mean the bore the ending is the middle is really boring for me, um and then the end remember- is like okay. Do you remember during our Spider Man two discussion where uh I said you I guess you'd never seen Jaws two at the time. 
and I said, this movie with Doc Ock ending, pulling up the wire, or, or excuse me, P- Peter pulling up the wire to shock Doc Ock is exactly the ending of Jaws 2. Mm. And you, ju- you just nodded at me. But aren't I kind of correct? Yeah, you're right. See? Wow. After all this time, it comes clear. Yeah. Well, oh my god, Trent. look of like like pure joy in your face it's one, it's one of the best parts of the show um you want to go first should i go first what do you want to do I, i'm like i'm I, this movie just like leaves me flabbergasted and like sweaty and confused uh but also it's just the summertime so you go first and buy me some time um like I guess I'd recommend it if you like Jaws and like there's some good stuff with Roy Scheider. So like I don't think it's like like it's not not worth watching on the side as you do other things, I think, and to like pay attention whenever Roy Scheider comes on screen. Um I don't see myself rewatching this. I think I would rate it like a 5 out of 10. Isn't the best part about sequels when a minor character says that one of the main characters from the past installment called, but you don't actually get to hear that I conversation? Love that. It's so funny. And so uh, she's like, Matt Hooper from the Oceanic Institute. He's on the Aurora looking for sharks. But he can't talk to you right now because he doesn't want to be in this movie. But yeah. we can say his name because we own the rights to the character. But you can't own Richard Dreyfus. Um, I think if you are, like, drunk or high, um, that you could really enjoy all the parts of the movie where the shark attacks someone, but, like, I don't know. Like, it just, the shark looks terrible. And, like, the shark, and the weird part is the robot shark looks exactly the same in the first one, and they just showed it so much more sparingly. And that um, just was so much more effective given the resources at the time. And I understood. I understand thinking that you need to sidestep what the first movie did so well. Otherwise, you'll just be accused of copying it. But like so much of this movie is copying the things retreading that old ground. Like like even like specific beats. It, it, it's just. doing itself again but like pivoted in a new direction they're like why why stop now um so recommending (laughs) it or not
But like this, okay. Here's an interesting thought. Do you think we're gonna start to enjoy the Jaws movies more over the yes. next two because yes. they're gonna like get way worse? I'm, and this, I'm is gonna just, like, say that our Jaws four discussion is gonna be my favorite, and not just because we'll be drunk, but like I think that that will be. But maybe by that point, the movies will just know that they're absurd and that yes. we'll all just be able to laugh. But there's still I'm intrigued like a... if in, in the 3D one, if there's any like, you know how in like the early 2000s when 3D was like, it's 3D. You can, there's in so many early 2000 movies, they're like, I dropped my pencil. And it's like this insane shot where the pencil's like coming directly at the camera. I wonder uh, if there's I... any shots like that in Jaws 3. I had um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl on DVD. Yes, Robert and, Rodriguez was a frequent offender of this. And in the case, there was DVD glasses, and uh, you could switch the DVD into DV or into uh, into three D mode, and then you could see uh, like really um, you could have you know. Um, but I'm, how three D is this going to be? Because obviously that's, we can't. That's watch, what I wonder. Obviously, we old. can't watch it in three D. Oh, I feel like it's just like the shark is what they put in 3D. I don't know if it's going to be household objects, but I um I feel like it's just just going to be like a um like it's just going to look like an animated shark. Yeah. C- can I make one more comment about Jaws two? Go ahead. They cut together real shark footage and robot shark footage obviously like they do in the first one but spatially it's absolutely incongruous and um the just uh i don't know decisions were made um i think if you like the first one you can watch this one as a joke but just know it's worse um but still like and entertaining and interesting for some reasons Oh, isn't this movie like a little bit too horny for some reason? Um Sure. You don't think so? I mean, I know oh, it's Oh, well, classic. actually, yes. Actually, yes. I know, because I, know I remember it... I remember there's several scenes of like teenagers like <laughs> ooh, and they're like, you know what I mean? Like they're well, like giggling and like no, they're like we're going to have sex. Um No, teenagers are allowed to to kiss each other and stuff, but just in the beginning scene at like the ceremony Rush Schneider whistles at the teenager mm. named Tina and I'm like weird whoa um, does that but, happen I don't remember well, that 100% I was and not it's, like, paying attention of, it's kind of jokingly but they announce her and he's like woo um and then his wife's like oh stop um yeah no like uh whistling at teenagers as an adult man is awesome and then just later in the film uh, like do you know how they introduce, like, Mike's, like, I don't want to say his girlfriend because it doesn't amount to anything, but they introduce her like she's going to be important, like, she's like she's not. a, like, she's a character that matters, and, but she's just not, and, like, none of these side characters mean anything, and isn't it weird how Mike gets knocked out, and then Trent, they send could, him on, we could stay here all day, they send him on one boat, and you're like, there goes the drama, but then you have the younger son who's still there, I don't know, um, would would I rewatch it? I don't want to watch this anytime soon. Um, I want to watch Jaws 3D though, and just for diversity's sake, I'll give it. 
I'll give it like a five a five point five or a six. But yeah, I was I, thinking I was, a five point five as well. I, I, I was come I was coming in wanting to give it a five, but for conversation's sake. But yeah, there's a shark again. I feel like there's going to be more sharks headed our swimming our way. Yeah, some in warm Par- waters. Parth, if we go to the beach or something, are you gonna like think twice about going in the ocean? Like, yeah. And you and I have gone to the beach together twice, and both yes. times I've never really gone in the water. So just putting that out there. Maybe because you knew that we were, we would be covering Jaws summer, and we'd be. And if any of sharks like in the Atlantic Ocean are listening to this pod, I think that they'd be pissed. Yeah. Like we're talking all sorts of smack about the robot counterparts. And you know they can smell fear, Parth. I think it's time we end this episode, Trent. I'm I'm getting too scared. Yeah. Oh, Parth, can you just tell the people at home what my name is in the call? His name is Left Shark. Yeah. First, I was just going to be Jaws, in parentheses, the shark, and then I was like, baby shark, no, and then I thought left shark from the Super Bowl. All right, well, um, that was Jaws 2. Come back next week for Jaws in three dimensions. Yes, Jaws 3D. Um, Like, just while we're here, though, what a cool fucking name. Jaws 3D? I mean, it worked out nicely it's o- that yeah, I guess that it worked out nicely that it was their third installment and 3D had been invented. Yeah, um, I guess so. And it's funny that they entirely abandoned their naming structure by the fourth one. Well, a lot of um, movies do that, although they usually do that with their third one a lot of the times. Um, I guess by that point, because they want to continue the franchise and they don't want to get to like. There's no yeah, Mission I mean, Impossible 7, you know. Yeah, it's I Mission was going to Mission Impossible s- Dead Reckoning. Yeah, I was going to say, once you get to a certain, like, I mean, I guess Fast and Furious breaks every rule, but I was going to say, like. That's true. If you went to see a movie and it was, like, the ninth one, you'd be like, jeez. I don't know. It would just make you think yeah. about. And then there's Fast and Furious 9, which is titled F9. So. I mean, we can't even get into the, the, the naming rules of the Fast and Furious franchise. No. Well, you can listen well, to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any podcasting platform you choose. Um, leave us a good review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a good rating on Spotify and those previously named uh, platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Those are our two social media platforms. And join us next week for Jaws 3D. Any closing remarks, Trent? No, let's go. Um, oh, wait, let's go get this interview in like 40 let, minutes. Let's go sit quietly for 10 minutes so then we can then rejoin this call in 15 minutes and then interview someone in 30 minutes. Wow. But if it comes to fruition, Horror month between this and my dead grandparents coming back to life to talk about the Blair to talk about the Blair Witch Project. We have an exciting Halloween coming up. Yeah. Oh, and post Halloween, we haven't even oh we haven't even wow. mentioned what's coming. Parth, it's um, like they have no idea. We have all the power over them. I'm just putting that out there. Ba-na, ba-na. Ha-ha, way, dude.
to the dangerous Tom Cruise it's, zone. It's not, it's not Top Gun. We already did Top Gun, and we're not covering the first Top Gun. Sorry, guys. All right. We've had enough. Go home. Yep. It's over. There's a shark in these waters again. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You hate listen to her podcast. We... What? And you made a swear on our lives not to tell anyone. Jordan, is that true? I like your podcast, Alice. What is your podcast about? Hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. Did you just groan? No. When I said hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. Like that. Like that. You did it again. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work. Okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time, and I've been working on it for a while.